from Indianapolis with an eye on every corner of the state. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Lady and gentlemen, start your engines! This is the greatest spectacle in racing. That sound. This month, May in Indiana. You just won the Indy 500. The Thunderbirds. Bagpipes. A swig of milk. The party in the snake pit. This spectacle, a time when Indiana shares its unique traditions with the rest of the world. Back home again in Indiana. Back home again in Indiana. Two laps to go. It's time to buckle in for business at the Brickyard from the world's greatest race course. Presented by Purdue University. Climb the fence at the speedway again. You know, the scale pads, the flat plate, stuff like that is, is rare um, to see the scale pads in a flat plate like this. All the cars roll over this before they leave, so it's the same for every team, for every car. The measurements are the same. And this thing actually has a lot more technology built into the flat plate than most do. IndyCar driver Graham Rahal describing just some of the bells and whistles. Hall Letterman Lanigan's new $20 million plus headquarters in Zionsville. Right next door, well, Graham Ray Hall Brands is planning an additional $20 million investment for a new headquarters to include Graham Ray Hall Performance, Ray Hall Ducati Indianapolis, an auto themed restaurant, museum, and much more. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week once again from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the start finish line just over my shoulder as we continue our look at the impact of the business of motorsports on Indiana. You know, it touches all 92 Indiana counties and there are increasing signs that the impact is growing. In addition to the big Ray Hall investments in Zionsville, Andretti Autosport is building a $200 million headquarters with plans for 500 jobs in Fishers. In Boone County, United Kingdom-based McLaren Racing has committed to what it is calling a futuristic facility focused on engineering and advanced racing technology. That's a $25 million investment with up to 175 jobs. And a short walk from where I am now in downtown Speedway, Performance Racing Industry, PRI, which hosts the largest motorsports convention in the world here in Indianapolis. It's opened a new membership headquarters described as a hub for the entire motorsports industry. Why Indiana? Why here for this increased investment? First off, I think the state has made it attractive. You know, I was talking to dad, I remember you know, obviously going back to 2011 and 12 when they really incentivized teams, the purchases of, purchase of cars and the chassis, you know, to be based in Indianapolis, that was a big, big key for us. Obviously the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the amount of our month and year that we dedicate to that facility specifically uh, is tremendous. And if you're from out of town like we used to be, you got guys living at a hotel for a month, which isn't exactly what you want to do. and so. I think quality of life-wise for our people, it was a lot better to be here. You know, and the last thing is that exactly is people. You know, when you look at the industries that Indianapolis has to offer, the talent pool that it has to offer, 
uh, the cottage industries, whether it be you know carbon fiber shops, um, you know whether it be the actual Firestone uh, Performance Tire, which is which is here with Steve and his team. Um, you know, HPD's got a facility. Everybody's here, so it, it, the ease of that uh, side of the business uh, is is critical. And I think Indianapolis actually, from my other businesses, stands apart in that that you can pretty much, if you need it done, you can get it done in Indy. And Graham Rahal says increasing investment in motorsports facilities, research and testing is producing jobs and is an indication of industry momentum in Indiana. I feel a good buzz. If you look at where we are from a financial perspective as a team today versus, say, 2006, 15, 16, 17, exponentially different. Obviously, you've got three cars. You've got cars that are full of sponsors on every side. You've got companies like Fifth Third Bank and United Rentals and, of course, Hy-Vee. I do think we are in a significantly better spot. You know, if you looked at my shirt in 2015, there was probably a couple here or there, uh, but there may have been one that said Bobby or Automotive Group or something like that. It's a different game today, right? Uh, and so we're very proud of that. I think Roger provides a lot of stability to the sport. Um, he's a very conservative-minded guy, in my opinion, when it comes to marketing and stuff like that. But he's got a good group around him. Greg Penske's a great guy. You know, Bud Danker's awesome. And I think that they're going to continue to push the sport forward. And it's on us as teams and all the, you know, the faces like myself to help take it to the next step. And hopefully we can do so. From the pace of motorsports investment to setting the pace at this year's race. A Chevrolet pace car will once again lead the 33 drivers during the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. It is the first time a hardtop convertible Chevrolet Corvette Z6 will set the pace around the world's most famous oval course. This year's race marks the 34th time for Chevrolet to pace and the 20th time overall since 1978 for one of America's most iconic sports cars. Well, there was more big news this week in the business of sports. The Fort Wayne Mad Ants packing up and heading south to Noblesville. Pacer Sports and Entertainment partnering with the Hamilton County City to be the new home for the G League team. The 10-year deal includes a new $36.5 million arena near Ruoff Music Center. The Pacers contributing about $5 million to that project. Until construction is complete on the 3,400-seat arena, the Mad Ants will play its upcoming season at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The team will rebrand and also have a new name before the start of the 2024-25 season. Well, long gone are the days of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway being a one-horsepower wonder. How the world's greatest race course has evolved into a year-round entertainment destination. That's when we come back. One of the biggest social events in Indiana. Rev, not just a night to dress up, taste and celebrate the beginning of the month of May in Indianapolis, but a chance to give back. The annual event pumping $6 million to IU Health statewide trauma and care programs. Imagine what Rev would have looked like in 1987 when the Indianapolis Motor Speedway hosted the Pan American Games opening ceremonies and, in the process, charted a course to make it more than a one-event destination. 
At Pan Am Games opener, one of the very first events that Allison Melanchthon uh, worked uh, here in Indianapolis, uh, just part of a, uh, a lasting legacy. She is leaving on so many big sporting events here now. Now, Senior Vice President of Pinsky Entertainment. Allison, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having I, me. I, I've been around long enough. I remember that day here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And it was big because it was the, the Pan American Games and Vice President Bush was here and it was a big deal. But it was also big because people said, wow, something's happening other than racing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, it was really the first time a huge global event was held here at the track and it was remarkable. It was on national television. Uh, we had tons and tons of volunteers here, all the delegations from all the Pan American countries. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic and Disney produced it and it could yeah. have been better. In some respects, I was kind of the beginning of what has become now the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as a year-round entertainment venue. I, I know I think Roger Pinsky makes the point this is a, a racing venue first, right, but entertainment around the clock. Yeah, and you know, it would surprise people. We have on-track activity 150 days a year. That's a busy track season. And then on top of that, we do tons of community events. We just kicked off recently with the mini marathon and Rev to get us going for the month of May. Uh, but then we also have things like the Corporate Challenge that the Indiana Sports Corporation hosts, Big Brothers Big Sisters fundraiser and so on. So uh, we are a busy venue out here, even though outside people mostly see us for racing. A lot of people remember the Rolling Stones making a, a big splash performing yeah. right here at, at IMS. Will we see another uh, headline group or entertainer come to the Speedway? Yeah, it's a great question. We have great musical entertainment around our racing events right now. And I think we're going to stay with that formula, sort of the, the combined weekends of entertainment and sports. Eventually, we may get back to having a standalone concert like the Rolling Stone, but that's not in the plan at the moment. The Rolling Stones was, was hands down, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was, it was an iconic event out here. So hopefully someday we'll do something like that again. How about the golf course? Another, you know, it's, it's at an iconic place place. It gets so much attention. It's a great track, great course. Um, what's the future of the golf course? New tournaments. Could there be tournaments out here? Yeah, so Roger Penske has invested millions of dollars into the golf course the last couple of years. So if you haven't played, you need to go play out there. It's absolutely stunning as a course. And, you know, we're always in discussions with a variety of different rights holders wanting to host events either at the track or at the golf course. And those are always things we're considering. We don't have anything on the schedule right now, but we're always open for discussion. As you look at development opportunities uh, and we see what's happening nearby uh, in downtown Speedway, which has transformed over the last number of years, what types of opportunities or are there opportunities for additional development in and around the track? We have a great relationship with the town of Speedway. Um, Doug Bulls, Mark Miles and I, we work with the town all the time. In the nine years that I've been out here, Main Street is a different place. The number of businesses, the number of shops, coffee shops, lunch places. So over time, it's transformed a lot. And I continue to look down the road and see the development uh, adding and continuing to change there. And it's important for us. It's important that, that downtown Speedway uh, is healthy and vibrant, and it's certainly that, and it will continue to grow. Alison Melanchthon, I really appreciate you taking the time. You're a busy lady. I uh, appreciate all your perspective. Yeah, Thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Okay. Well, certainly the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is one of the top destinations for out-of-towners checking out Indianapolis. And one of the assets the Indiana Destination Development Corporation is using as a tool to lure workers to live, work, and play here. Elaine Beadle is the woman in charge of the IDDC. And she says the West Coast is one of the targets in an effort to convince people Indiana is the place to be. 
like California, people are leaving California for a variety of reasons. Well, there's tech workers there. Why aren't we promoting to those tech workers to come to Indiana? And we've got plenty of tech jobs for them. Much more with the first secretary and CEO of the state's Destination Development Corporation, Elaine Beadle, on the next Business and Beyond podcast starting Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, they are the best in in the business, perhaps the very best uh, in the business. When it comes to saving lives when things go wrong on the racetrack, our Kylie Valletta gives us an inside look behind the scenes with the men and women who've literally saved lives at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. James Hinchcliffe's horrific crash in 2015 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He might not be alive if it weren't for the quick response by the IndyCar safety team. Many people would say they are, in fact, the best in the business. The AMR safety team here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has really been setting the pace in the motorsports industry for many decades. In fact, it was the first crew to travel to different venues with drivers. Our Kylie Valletta says this year the team will have more power than ever before. Kylie gives us an inside look at these true professionals. Kylie. Thank you, Gary. The AMR IndyCar safety team is known for being the best medical team in all of motorsports. And this year they will be more nimble than ever. They say they are cutting the cord on their hydraulic tools. Two minutes. That's the goal for the IndyCar safety team, to have the driver out of the car to the infield care center in less than two minutes. Every second counts, and the safety team says new equipment being used for the first time at this year's Indy 500 will shave seconds off their response time. Four pieces of equipment on the safety truck help cut a driver out of wreckage. And they build the pump into the tool now. Each piece came with a 16-foot hydraulic hose to power the tool. But this year, the cords are gone. The tools are now battery-powered. When we have big lines and big tools, we can't just stretch them across the road and leave them there, you know, so everything has to come with us to that side. So the fact that we can grab a portable tool and go right to work and not have that big spread out tool footprint is, uh, you know, a lot better operation for us too. Quite frankly, the, the portable aspect of it can put us to work a lot faster than we normally would. The higher tech tools also have new sensors. Boffman says much like a car transmission, the tools shift through six gears, automatically adjusting to the task at hand. Once it senses pressure, it's, it, it puts the right gear in and it creates an, enough force to actually cut that product, whatever the tool is feeling. Now two by two through turn two. The and new, just last year, black boxes were installed on Indy cars that track in real time car information, things like speed and RPM. But once we apply it to some sort of sensor, whether it's a wrist sensor or a chest vest harness or something to the driver, we'll be able to you know, the goal is to be able to pull some of that biometric data. So respiratory rate, heart rate. 
The technology is almost ready. It would mean the safety team could monitor drivers' biometric data live while they're driving 200 miles per hour and have their vitals before they get to an accident scene. Boffman has been on the IndyCar safety team for more than four decades. He says his biggest goosebump moment was just two years ago when he saw former IndyCar driver Sam Schmidt walking. That's pretty wild. Boffman was on the crew 20 years ago that pulled Schmidt from the wreck that paralyzed him from the shoulders down. Come walking out here in an exoskeleton, it, it stopped me in my tracks because you're thinking, boy, that didn't really have that great outcome. But Sam made it great. You know, it, he really did. So those types of moments, uh, we see Hinch running around here and you think, boy, that could have went completely different. So there's a lot of times things stop you in your tracks and make you feel good. And as for Tim, this will be the 41st Indy 500 that he's worked on the safety team. You can imagine how he's seen technology change. Gary, back to you. All right, Kylie, thank you. Great story uh, about a crew that does an amazing job year in and year out. Well, May would not be the same without this. Back home again. Next, the Purdue All-American Marching Band's 100-year-plus role at the track and the university's huge role in innovation at the world's greatest race course. That's when we come back. There's no one sitting behind the wheel of this car thanks to the innovative minds at Purdue University. Purdue playing a major role in sparking high-tech forward at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Here's what's making news around Indiana. Brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors. Indiana's 21,000 realtors. The neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, the ties between Purdue University and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500, are many and very significant. From the Purdue All-American Marching Band to the technology that fuels these race cars, the Purdue presence here at Indianapolis, very big. Mary Rachel Redman has more now from West Lafayette. Mary Rachel. The Purdue University fan parades down the straightaway bricks with almost 200,000 race fans looking on. Purdue is part of the fabric of the Indianapolis 500. It all started in 1919. The Purdue All-American Marching Band paving the way is the first band to play as part of race day ceremonies. And over a century later, the tradition continues. My students who are selected to play in the Back Home Again in Indiana band consider it to be one of the greatest honors they can be afforded as a Purdue band member. Of course, accompanying some of the great artists singing Back Home Again in Indiana and God Bless America and America the Beautiful and the Star Spangled Banner. When Jim Neighbors first came to Indianapolis in 1972, he thought he was singing the Star Spangled Banner. When he came to uh, Indianapolis the first time, he thought he was actually going to sing the Star Spangled Banner. And it wasn't until he arrived that he found out that he was singing Back Home Again in Indiana. And he said he didn't know the words to Back Home Again, so he wrote them on the palm of his hand, and as he performed, he was singing and looking at his hand. Um, so that's one of the most fun stories. Back home again in Indiana. I think our hearts just 
skip an extra beat every time we hear him sing back home again in Indiana. Drivers, start your engines! But Purdue's ties to the track don't end with the band. Over the years, Purdue sent hundreds of engineers to the Indy 500, and a lot of those engineers got their start in a go-kart just like this right here on campus. In Purdue's own big race, the annual Grand Prix, also dubbed the greatest spectacle in college racing, a tradition that started all the way back in 1958. And that engineering tradition has spurred some of the greatest minds in racing. Meet Angela Ashmore, a boilermaker and the first female IndyCar crew member to win it all last year when Marcus Erickson took the checkered flag. The education is second to none. Um, it's a great engineering school. Coming out of Purdue, when you have that on a resume, there's not really a question about where your skill set is. What's your favorite part of the job? <laughs> um, Hmm. I love race day, honestly. Um, you win publicly and you also fail publicly, but I just like starting the day on even terms with, let's say, 30 other cars. Ashmore's goal for this May? Uh, to repeat, <laughs> yeah. Mary Rachel Redmond, Inside Indiana Business. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Well, the countdown is on to the 107th running. That's right, the 107th running of the greatest spectacle in racing. As we leave you this week, our talented chief photographer, Clint Erbacher, put together some images from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the town of Speedway for you to enjoy. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.